On this week's episode of Orange Juice Optional, we are going to be talking about a dinner party from hell. I'm talking table flips. I'm talking, okay, well, maybe not table flips, but still a dinner from hell. And then we're going to look at table manners and dinner etiquette. Tune in. Why, hello, everyone, and welcome to Orange Juice Optional. It's Michelle here with Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. Hi, Michelle. How are you today? Doing pretty well. Pretty well, I would say, on this gorgeous, gorgeous Arizona day where the temperatures are just right this morning. Oh, beautiful. I'm not in Arizona today. I'm in Seattle, babysitting my grandchildren, and it's a beautiful day in Seattle as well. Okay. A little break from the extreme, extreme heats is always nice. Yes, it is. And I do want to give a huge shout out. He is not listening, but to my nephew, Hayden, he is getting married today up in Alaska. He is brave. He planned an outdoor wedding. So hope the weather holds there and that they have a beautiful day. Oh, I hope they do too. Yeah, it was kind of quick in the planning. So I wasn't able to be there, but I am thinking of them and I hope they know that. And I just talking about, I've got to send a message and say happy wedding day before too much more passes. Yeah. Anyhow, in the last couple episodes, we've kind of teased a little bit about where this episode is Mm -hmm. going and the dinner from hell that I experienced. And then we're going to go into Mm -hmm. talking table etiquette and manners, which are so important. They are. And I mean, it might be a little bit of anticlimactic reason why I thought of this topic, but I was driving recently and listening to a radio station and they brought up this article in Business Insider and it was table manners for professional luncheons and dinners. And how many do you do? How many do you practice? And how many do you ignore? (laughs) And as I listened to this on the radio, I was laughing hysterically and I found it so funny. And then I found myself answering their questions about table manners. And I thought, what a great topic. I hope you took really good notes so we can jump in and kind of have that full experience. Well, kind (laughs) of, but I do have some notes on it. But first, I want to hear about your dinner from hell. Okay, well, we're going to take a moment of pause and I will be back to share it. So it's always hard, Suzanne, to retell stories because you hope you do it justice. And I'm thinking I've hyped this up in the last two episodes and it may, as you said, be anticlimactic in the end. People might be like, that's it. That's a dinner party from hell. Let's hear it. Okay. Well, my husband and I, we were very graciously invited to a dinner up in my parents' neighborhood where they live. There were going to be eight of us attending. We thought maybe seven because the husband of one of the attendees doesn't usually show up. In the past, this one individual who doesn't show up, he's kind of shown his true colors and it's not a good a good mix. I find it uncomfortable to be around him and my husband just finds him an ass. He just 
really can't oh. connect with him. <laughs> he he just says really rude things. And my husband's not all about that. He has his tolerance. So I told Rob, he's probably not going to be there. So we go up to this dinner. It's going lovely with the, the seven people are there. And then this guy shows mm-hmm. up. And from the moment he showed up, he was pushing buttons. Pushing buttons, how? Give us an example. Just doing things that he knew would irritate other people. Like he walks in, he hates the color of our Dodge Charger. He hates the color of it. It's an army green. And so every time he sees Rob, he's like, I thought you were a smart man. Why would you buy such an ugly car? (laughs) And stuff like that. And just pushing the little buttons a little bit, going political on things, which I don't want to get into, but little things like that. So dinner like appetizers. It's going very well. It's time to sit at the table. Now, my husband, he is always considerate of everybody else in the space and is usually the last to go through the line to get his food. And so I had set us up at the table. I had a space for him and a space for me. And I had already got my food and set it in a place. Now, after I did that, I realized where this guy was sitting and it was going to be right next to where my husband was sitting. And I'm like, oh gosh, how did Um, I get myself into this position? This is not a good setup, but it's going to be awkward right now if I pick up my plate and I move over and I sit next to him because it looks like my husband doesn't like him, which is not something my husband would want to convey. Anyhow, they end up sitting together and dinner is fine. And then after dinner, and you know, my husband, he's full of life. He is very confident and he will often say, I am the smartest man I know. I'm the most intelligent person I've ever met. It's just part of who he is. It's part of his charm. Now, if it's coming across to listeners, is that being like, it's not being said with ego. While he probably does believe it, it's being said, and it's just part of who he is. I've never taken offense to it. And I don't think anybody else has ever taken offense to it either, but I could be wrong. So anyway, he he says that the guy sitting next to him, you could tell he was getting really irritated. He did not like that at all. And so he's like, so you're saying right now that you're smarter than all the other people in the room. And Rob's like, well, I said, I'm the smartest guy I've ever met. He's like, really? And this guy is getting louder and louder. And so the hostess is trying to divert the conversation to something else. I'm like trying to jump on that bandwagon. I can see where it's going, but my husband is calm, cool, and collected. It's this guy who's getting really upset. And finally, the guy goes, so you really think you're the smartest person in the room? And Rob's like, I do. And he lost it. (laughs) He lost his shit. This guy did. And he is going, where did you graduate from school? Were you the valedictorian? What He just was going on and on. And Rob's just sitting there calmly. And I heard something yesterday about different styles when people get upset or find themselves in confrontation. Some Uh people just get quiet and let the chaos unfold. I'm not that person. I'd be the one raising my voice and getting upset, which this guy was doing. The next thing I know, this guy is yelling at Rob, go get your 1040. We'll we'll compare 1040s. And Rob's like, (laughs) 
okay, go get yours. Mine's on my phone. And the guy's like, yours is on your phone. You carry it on your phone. And Rob's like, I do. And this guy's just getting more and more upset. And he's saying, well, I graduated here in my class. I graduated here in this class. I graduated here in this class. And Rob goes, I can't remember how it was, but Rob goes, well, sitting here right now. No, he said he graduated 11th in his class. And Rob goes, well, looking around the table, I don't even think you're the fifth smartest one in this room with this crowd of people. And then the guy just lost it. I had a crystal in my pocket. (laughs) I pull it out. I'm waving it around the room. I'm looking across the table at someone who's trying not to laugh. I'm trying not to like overreact. It makes, it just was really horrible. The guy gets up to leave and he turns around. Oh, here's another thing he did. He put his hand on my husband's hand and called him an effer. He did that Mm. in front of ladies at the table. He did that. He gets up to leave and he starts in again. And it's not even my house. And I say to him, you need to go. My mom's like, you need to Mm. go. His wife who missed all this walks back in to this chaos. And she finally tells him to go. And he did. But it was really, really uncomfortable. Boy, yeah, that is definitely a dinner from hell. (laughs) Yeah. And they're so gracious. They still want to invite us back to another dinner in the future, which I think is so nice. But again, my husband was just being who he was. The other guy couldn't take it and escalate it. And Rob has asked me several times, are you mad at me? And believe me, I'm the first one that would throw my husband under the bus if he did something wrong, or if I was mad about his behavior, you've seen me do it. But in this instance... He might have pushed a button or two. I will say that, but he held his and the other guy lost his shit. So tell me, how did you all know each other? How was, how did it come to be? They're all neighbors of my parents. So they all live in the same circle. And so he Mm -hmm. is the husband of this very wonderfully nice woman. And so sometimes he shows up, sometimes he doesn't. You never know when he's going to. But in the past, again, he's made fun of the color of my husband's car. Okay, big deal. You don't like the color of his car, whatever. He has called me, oh, you're the ugly sister and Mm -hmm. other things like that. So a little bit at a time, he's just been chipping away at Rob to the point where Rob's like, if he's going to be there, I don't want to to be there. And so I did ask before going. It was unclear. So we decided to go. And yeah, that's the chaos Mm -hmm. that ensued. So he was being himself like Rob was being himself. Yes. And those personalities just didn't mesh well. I guess that's the best way to look at it. The takeaway from there, sometimes Mm -hmm. personalities don't mesh well, so make sure they're not seated next to each other. Well, not seated next to each other or not invited to the same event. Exactly. Maybe the hostess didn't realize the animosity between the two men and accidentally sat them next to each other. Oh, no. I mean, it was open seating. I'm the one that sat him there inadvertently. I just put, I just held two places and then I just was thinking each of the couples would sit next to each other. And so it made sense to put us there. So a couple wasn't broken up. They could sit by their significant other. But yeah, when I saw the dynamic that was going to take place, even if it would have been uncomfortable in the moment, I should have just moved my plate over there and Mm -hmm. gone forward. But I was like, no, that might make everything uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but it would have been less uncomfortable than what happened. Yeah. But hindsight is always 20-20. Hindsight is 20-20. We walk away all learning things. 
we've said in the future, if we both end up in the same space, we'll just leave and that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but at least we're going to be invited back. And I can say my husband held his composure. He didn't raise his voice. He didn't have to. He just had to sit there calmly. Well, true. And you don't see that happen often. Well, no, you're, he always he always maintains his composure, but that's who he is. That's how he deals with conflict. Yeah, correct? but you've seen that the other yeah. way too, where he's gotten riled up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so but, it could have gone either way. And this time it went that way. And yeah, he could walk away with it and still get an invite for another time. So Well, that's good. Yeah. So did I hype it up too much? Was it not a dinner party from hell? No. No, it sounds like it definitely was a dinner party from hell without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. And I don't take conflict well on a good day. And yeah, it was just a little bit too much for me. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. So we're going to move forward now and hear about etiquette and table dinner manners. manners. Yeah. Table yeah. manners. So here we go. So tell me a little bit more about what you heard on the radio about table manners and what your thoughts are on it. Well, there were three broadcasters on this radio program that I was listening to, and they were referencing a story or an article from Business Insider about table manners. And so they decided to ask each other questions about, you know, what's your take on this? How do you handle this? What do you do at a business? And, and they were referring to business because it's from Business Insider and that's the article was based on business. And I thought this is right up our alley. I was raised with the best table manners on earth. It was for my parents, it was a priority to make sure that we had impeccable table manners. And my husband, not so much. He his table manners lack a little bit. But as I was listening to these broadcasters talk about their table manners and what's appropriate and what's not appropriate, I thought, oh crap. <laughs> there are a lot of things that I do that would not be considered appropriate. Can you give table. us an example of one of those things? Would you care to share? Put, yes. Yeah. Putting your elbows on the table. I always put my elbows on the table at dinner. And I know I was taught never to put my elbows on the table, but I do. And do you put your elbows on the table? I make a conscious effort not to, but every once in a while, I find them up on the table and it drives me nuts. I get really disappointed in myself, my lack of <laughs> okay, but, manners and grace. Okay, so tell me your background for table manners. Was it drilled into you like it was drilled into me? Probably not as, well, I need to hear what your table manners were. I mean, we were always expected to sit at the table. Back then, we didn't have to worry about phones. I probably wasn't well versed in what side the spoon and the knife and the fork went on, but how to hold a fork, mm -hmm. where to place the napkin, to be present in the conversation, to say please and thank you. All that was mm -hmm. drilled in. So I don't really remember yes. formal training. I just remember not talking with my mouth full of food and things like that being important right. table manners. Right. 
Well, and frankly, that's exactly how I was raised. I was my I was in charge of setting the table every day. So I knew exactly where the forks, knives, spoons, napkins. And if you had three forks, I knew how to set a table. (laughs) I knew how to, where to put the napkin. I knew where to put the water glass. I knew where to put, if there was a wine glass, I, I knew it all because I did it every single day of my life growing up. And I realized as an adult, yeah, that stuff is learned. You, you're not born with that talent. You, someone has to show you how to do it. I've known my husband for 40 years and I still have to remind him not to start eating until everyone has their food because someone puts a plate of food down in front of my husband and he will take a bite. That is really important. And I didn't realize how much I valued that teaching and I don't know that I learned that as a child, but somewhere in my 50 years of life, I do think that's very important to wait until everybody's been served. And even when people go, no, go ahead and eat, like my meal's delayed, I still feel bad eating and I try not to take a bite. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm the same way. I will wait until everyone has been served. And there are times that I have slipped up because I haven't been paying close enough attention, in all fairness. (laughs) You take your cue from the host. And in business dinners, a lot of times, Jeff is the host. So if he starts eating and everyone's following what the host is doing, then it's okay to start eating. I didn't realize that, I guess, in my that we pay attention to what the host is doing and follow them. I mean, I would never eat before they were sat and had a chance to say the prayer or something. So good to know. Right. Well, the host... The host leads the entire dinner. So you're not supposed to sit until the host sits or until the host says, please take your seats. When you take a seat, you don't touch your napkin until the host touches their napkin and you follow their lead. So if they put it, but if they put the napkin in their lap, you put your napkin in their lap. If they don't touch their napkin, you don't touch your napkin. My table manners are bad. Well, and I wonder how many hosts know this, know that they are the lead. Do they know that you're, as host, what you're doing, everyone is following or should be following? So when a host, let's say they're doing dinner like buffet style and the food's there and they're like, please make up your plate and the host doesn't want to be the first one through, is it okay to go through if they're waiting for their guests to go through? No, the host should never go through a buffet first. But the host should make the invitation to who should go first. Okay. And it would be by seniority or level of importance, basically. So if the host, say I'm the host at a buffet dinner, I would go to Jeff's boss and I would say, please, won't you start us and help yourself to dinner and then have his table follow him to the buffet. But the host should invite the first person, not say, all right, here you go. Help yourselves. Never do that. The host should be inviting someone to start. Okay. And then once they open and they ask someone to please start the the buffet or walking through getting their food and the seating is open, is it okay to walk over with your plate? As long as you say, where should we sit? Or, and they're like, oh, it's fine. Just anywhere. That's okay. No, I'm trying to figure out my own manners here because I'm following what the host is telling me to do. And they're like, 
No, if there's a buffet, everyone everyone should be seated first. There should be an introduction and of what to expect. And then she should say, or he should say, Mr. President, won't you start us with dinner? Help yourself to the buffet. And his table should follow. But you wouldn't grab a plate and then go get in the buffet line before you have know where you're seated. You would sit down and then get up and go through a buffet. But I'm not talking business dinner. I'm talking just a casual Saturday dinner where the plates are next to the food. You just grab a plate and walk through and then go be seated. I still think you have a seat before you go through a buffet. You know where you're taking that food to. Okay. Well, I've never experienced one that way other than like a business dinner. So I must okay, be doing so it, goes, it wrong. It can go well, both ways. So it, go, it can go both ways. If, you, if you're the host and you don't structure it that way, then yeah. Then if you structure it where it's like each person for themselves, grab a plate and get some dinner, then yeah, that sets the tone for the dinner. Yeah. I prefer in my own home and how I host in my own home is... I'm very casual about it and just like, come on, everybody, let's go. Let's get something to eat. Find a place to sit and kind of do it that that way. So maybe I need to read up on how to be a better hostess so everybody's comfortable, but everyone seems comfortable. Right. Okay. So I have a couple of questions. Okay. So um, if you get food served food that you don't like, how will you react? Not well. I try to be gracious about it and usually leave it on my plate or move it around a little. Like maybe I took a bite of it and not eat it. I just don't eat it. I don't usually say, I try not to say anything. I just don't eat it. So you don't make a deal about it or try and hide the fact you didn't eat it. I never try to hide the fact that I didn't eat it. I just leave it. I'm very much like that though. I'm not a big salad lover, but every meal comes with salad. I usually take a couple bites of my salad and then I leave it. And then I just tell the waiter I'm finished. Well, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. so what's your next question? Our courses, if you're sitting table and you're, it's a shared meal, do you pass food to the left or to the right? I've had it come from both directions. If I am passing, I would tend to go... Now you're making me think to the left, probably. I would go to the left too. And I was taught to go to the left. But again, this is where the host would start the progression and she would pick it up and pass it to her right or left. And then each plate, each dish after that would go the same direction that the host starts it. So they're not crossing because I've had, you know, I've handed one off right. to the left and then got one from the left. They all so should go the same direction. They well, should that all would go the definitely same make things easier if they all went the same direction. I wouldn't be holding my hands out there like a cross, like an X. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> okay. So name three things that should not be placed on the table. Your elbows. Okay. A telephone. Yep. And I don't know the other one. A hand egg. Oh, that makes sense. If you're at a dinner, you should have an evening bag, a clutch, something small, and you should place that in your lap and the napkin goes over the hand bag in your lap. I did not know that. I, I would assume with the clutch to put it 
in my chair, but I didn't know the napkin had to go over it. But that makes sense. Rob laughs at me all the time because I have my cross bag and often I'll just mm-hmm. sit with it in my lap. And then like if something drops on it or I spill a little on it, I always have to hear about it. And he's like, cover your purse. And so that makes sense. Okay. So if you need to leave the table during dinner, what do you do with your napkin? Do you place it on your chair? Do you fold it again and place it to the left of your plate? Or do you place it on the right side of your plate? I do one of two things. I'll either place it on my chair or on the right side of my plate. And I would place it on the left side of my plate, which I think is incorrect. I think you're probably right that it should be on there. You should not put it in your chair. But you, because if a waiter comes by, he will fold it for you. And if it's in your chair, he may not notice it. Okay. That's good to know. I like that question. Do you have any more? Uh, I have a hundred of them, but we won't use them all. We won't read them all. And I'm actually, this, this is a quiz from ProProf's quizzes that I pulled up. And I haven't even gotten to the Business Insider if there, okay, this one is kind of an old one, but if there is no ashtray around, are you allowed to use a plate as an ashtray instead? I think this is a trick question. I would think not. That's kind of gross, but maybe I. You sh- yeah, you shouldn't smoke at the table. Right. That didn't sound right anyway when I, I heard the question. So that's why I was confused. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> don't smoke at my dinner table. So when you're finished eating, how do you signal to the waiter that you're done? I usually turn my fork so the prawns are face down. Which is correct. Another solution is to put your napkin on top of your plate. And I've done that too. So I'm winning there. Right. Well, and that's what I usually do. I usually put my napkin on top of my plate. Because I think a lot of times waiters don't necessarily know prongs down on your fork is an indication that you're finished eating. Another thing you can do is put your knife at the top of the plate and that also, and the fork at the bottom of the plate, that also signals that you're finished eating. But I don't think waiters always know that. Putting a napkin on top of the plate is a good indication that you're finished. And I always do that to hide what I haven't eaten. Right. So you don't have to to question about it and taking your napkin, especially if it's a white one, it's like throwing in the towel or waving that white flag and surrender and setting it down. Right. So let's see. (laughs) Which of these behaviors is considered bad table manners? Use your silverware to point or gesture. Talk with your mouth full. Chew ice. All of the above. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And you know, my biggest pet peeve of my husband is he chews ice. Drives me I do know that. Yes. I think (laughs) everybody knows that. Yeah. Yeah. My biggest pet peeve. Um, That's a good one. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. Well, we get the idea. And what should you do with your cell phone during a meal? You know, this is a big pet peeve of mine. You should silence it. And not have it at the table. And you should put it away. Exactly. Yeah. Again, put it away. Hide huge, it. Yep. Huge pet peeve of mine is someone who's sitting at a table and they're on their phone. And I've been guilty of that before, I will say. And sometimes I'd like to take pictures. Is it okay to take it out for a picture, a photo? 
Well, they don't address this in this particular article, but I what think it would think? be appropriate to take I think it would be appropriate to take a photo, but then you have to put the phone away. And I think the danger is you take a picture and then you get caught up on your phone and you lose sight of everybody what else you're at doing. the table and what's going on. Yes. So So do you think poor table manners would change the way you viewed somebody? Let's say you met a new friend. Absolutely. Okay. I didn't even need to finish that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What about you? What do you think? I think so. I think if someone had horrendous table manners, if they slurped their wine, if they were loud and boisterous and pointing at me with their silverware. And yeah, I absolutely think I would walk away or if they were a totally messy, slobby eater. Yeah. It. It would change my opinion for sure. Yeah. Again, slurping is another huge issue I have. I hate slurping. And yeah, it's just unattractive. You know, right. And and I don't know, you know, usually it's something hot when people slurp it. And it's like, does the slurping make it cooler? No, it just is a loud, obnoxious noise that draws attention to whatever it is you're doing. And it drives me crazy. I hate slurping. Yeah, no. And it's not someone you can, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to just quick give you, if you're ready, um, just a quick rundown. Okay. Is it okay to hold open a door for your guest? Yes. Yes. But don't ever pull their chair out for them because they could lose your balance. Yeah, that that would be my luck. Uh They would lose their balance. I would pull it out too far. They'd fall. Something like that would happen. Well, and we have run into this. We have we have become accustomed to this, you and I. Uh, but it was very new to me in our early years of our husband's careers. Is that there are several gentlemen that will stand up every time you get up from a table. Every time a woman gets up from the table, there are three or four men that will stand up when you excuse yourself. And that to me is dumbfounded because I had never experienced that in my life. <laughs> my dad never stood up for anyone when they got up from the table, but I I like it. I think it's very polite. It was something new to me also, that experience of gentlemen standing when a lady got up from the table and I was like, well, wow, your mom taught you right. I was completely impressed and still am. I know. And it's just, it's just a, I think it's just a thing of respect. I don't know. I like it though. Agreed. Okay. So should you, as a host or as a guest, what do you do about ordering appetizers or dessert? Do you, or when do you, when do you not? Well, I can say, Suzanne, if Jeff is at the table, I never order appetizers. I just let him do his magic and it's covered because he's considerate of everyone at the table. He knows that you and I Mm -hmm. don't eat shellfish. So you always make sure there's something that we will eat. And I appreciate Mm -hmm. that on a regular basis. Like I like appetizers. I would probably let the host do it if they asked me what I wanted. I, I don't know. It's obviously when you're out at a restaurant. Right, right. We're talking dinner, yeah, business dinners at a restaurant, I think. And I find this one a little tricky because I never know if I should be ordering an appetizer, a salad, entree, and dessert. And I think that is up to the host to be the first one to place their order because that gives everyone else that 
the table permission to exactly. if you're going to have an yeah and that that is so true with like alcohol too because you want to follow what everybody else at the table is doing and when you have a talented waiter someone very experienced they will say for appetizers this has already been ordered for the table would you like anything else so you kind of know where you sit with all of that and if it's something that you will eat and some or something you will not eat right okay so here's the tricky one what do you do with an inedible piece of food that has made it to your mouth and you know this is a big issue for me with steak because I hate getting a piece of gristle. And if I get a piece of gristle in my mouth, I'm done eating the steak. I won't take another bite. Well, what do you do with the piece you already put in your mouth, though? Well, that's my question to you. What do you do with that piece that's inedible? I want to hear how you answer it first. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I asked the question. I would use my napkin and spit it I in would my too. napkin. Yeah. That's what I do. But you're not supposed to do that, which I didn't know. You're supposed to suck I it up always... and swallow it? No, it says use your left index finger and thumb, quickly remove the morsel and place it under a lettuce leaf um, and then wipe your fingers on your napkin. No, at a like a that's business dinner it, or a dinner with friends, yes, you look like a heathen or something putting your fingers in your mouth. Oh my gosh. Right. I disagree with never, that one. I know. And the other thing you should never do is stack your dishes when you're finished eating. I'm notorious for that because I think I'm helping. So when people come, they can just pick up one thing and they don't have to collect them. So you well, know, I have bad manners. Well, I find this one interesting because one time I was on an airplane with my kids and they were very young and they stacked their dishes and the flight attendant, when he came by to pick up the dishes, actually snapped at the kids and said, don't do that because we put it, we take them in a particular way and you mess it up if you stack them. And I got kind of mad at the flight attendant. It's like, he's like six, he's trying to help. But it says it interferes with the waiter's routine for picking up dishes. And it's actually a hindrance to stack dishes. It's like you let them take care of it the way they're trained to take care of it. You don't need to help them. Okay, good to know. But I think that's a little bit rude. Mm -hmm. If I can help at all, I always try to turn the plate too. So they have a clean place to like grab it where Mm -hmm. there's no food sitting there Mm -hmm. because that grosses me out. I hate touching food and having shit on my hands. But if the waiter is trained to pick up salad plates first or bread plates first, and you've already stacked your bread plate on your entree plate, or if they're supposed to pick up entree plates first, and you've already put your bread plate on top of it, you're messing up their pattern of how they're supposed to do it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I'll be more aware of that. Okay, so if you need to blow your nose, do you use your napkin to do it? No. What do you do instead? I guess I would excuse myself from the table and get a tissue. I I don't know. I've never had that experience. Oh, I think... I think I have, well, not so much blowing my nose, but sneezing. I've had I would sneezes. Definitely yes. use, I've used my napkin. But if you need to blow your nose, you step away from the table. You never blow your nose at the table. Yeah, no, that would be gross. So, agreed. Yeah. Oh, now this one is interesting. Do you ask for a to-go box for your leftovers? I hate leftovers, so no, if I can help it. And, you know, I always ask for a to-go box because I always feel bad because I haven't eaten the whole meal. And then you try to accidentally 
leave it, right? Leave it behind. Yep. You're not supposed to ask for one? Nope. Nope. At a professional dinner, you do not take your leftovers. You leave them behind. Okay. That's good to know. And they don't have to okay. worry about me. I'm not going to take mine. Okay. So here is one that I have always believed to be true. But when we are at business dinners, there have been some conversations about it. Who pays for dinner? At a business dinner, I think the person who pays for dinner is the senior most person on staff. That's what I've been told anyway. Right. And that is correct unless someone else is hosting the dinner. The number one person to pay is the host of the dinner. So that makes sense because we know because we know that your husband and my husband are would probably be considered the senior most position at the table. But if someone that they that works for them invites them to dinner, they are considered the host and they should pick up dinner. That makes sense. I'll go with that. Yeah, it does make sense. And so whoever is hosting the dinner is paying for the dinner. And generally, the host is the senior most level person at the dinner, but it's not always necessarily the case. So defer to the host. And yeah. And so there you have it. That's my list table manners. Are there any table manners that I did not bring up? I think you covered them and brought up a couple that I wouldn't even have thought about. So thank you so much for doing the research there and coming up with the topic. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something from it. And I'm going to be reevaluating some of the behaviors I do, like stacking plates and watching my elbows a little bit more closely. And Yeah, see, I don't think I'm going to give that one up. I like putting my elbows on the table. I realize it's considered rude, but I like doing it because I like, even at a business dinner, a casual atmosphere. Yes, casual is good. Casual is my favorite. And... I remember many years ago, just real quick as a side note, because I know we're running out of time, but I think our husbands, yeah, I think they did have to take an etiquette class. It was just part of professional dinner training where they had to go in and see where the plates were and learn the tricks for Mm -hmm. what side you put your drink on and what side you put your, Mm -hmm. the B and the D. What are the B and the D? Again, you can make a B with your left hand and that's your bread side and the D with your drink right. hand, that's where your wine goes. And I'm like, hey, I love that. Right. So I always use that and those right. little tricks he taught me from his dinner lessons or his right. etiquette lessons. So, right. well, thank you again. Why don't we move on to closing? And there, ladies and gentlemen, Suzanne has shared ideas for table etiquette. I think she did a really good job. So thank you for that. Okay. Well, with all that shared, we just have a something to sip on. And I found one that's appropriate for today's topic. And it is this etiquette. Etiquette means behaving yourself a little better than is absolutely essential. And Will Cuppy said that. So I like that one. Yeah, it's a good one. Until next week, everyone. Cheers. Use your best manners. 